And now, the Blaze Radio Network presents 40 Acres and a Fool. Here's your host, Cam Edwards. Greetings from the near frontier. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of 40 Acres and a Fool here on Blaze Podcast Network. My name is Cam Edwards. I'm joined by the lovely and talented Miss E. And my name is not Cam Edwards. It is not, thankfully. That would be really weird. Miss E. (laughs) Apologies for the uh, delay in our uh, podcasting. Sorry, not sorry. And, well, no, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, but it was one of those things. So as I was walking over to the uh, home office tonight, I was thinking there is something to that. What is it? Is it Newton's second law? A body at rest stays at rest? Yes. Yeah. So, uh, you know, usually we record these podcasts on the weekend. And the last couple of weekends, I really needed a weekend. <laughs> and I really haven't just been up to uh, doing a podcast. Uh, last weekend actually was, well, weekend before last was so busy that we kind of ran out of time to do a podcast. Oh yeah, that was when we had to get the pigs and drop and sell the goats. Yes, so, so we, we can, haven't talked about that. We can start there. We have a lot to talk about, as a matter of fact, because it's been a couple of weeks. But uh, yeah, we can start there. We do have some new additions on the farm. Ping and Pong yes. are our new feeder pigs. Yes, we name our feeder pigs. I know you're not supposed to, but uh, well, we so, do. So Ping was named for the dude in charge of China, because right now China is bleephole. And so I thought, well, I'm going to eat it. I don't care what it's called. So I named <laughs> her Ping. And what else you can call her sister, but Pong. So we have Ping and Pong. They are uh, crosses between Berkshire and large black hogs. Their mothers were enormous huge scary like five six hundred pounds big yeah and like not the long-legged bigness of the tamworth like uh spotted dick which we call dicky and hambone um for no, some reason they these didn't were these just seem like tanks kind of tall and just stout like yeah. the american guinea hogs on steroids we uh, with a little bit a little bit more in the leg but the but we realized, yeah. I'll, I'll save. I'll save that. I was gonna make a comment. I'll save that for the After Dark podcast. But oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're really, really big pigs. Now, uh, I think they're gonna make delicious bacon. Oh, I think they're gonna make really good anything. As a matter of fact, like my first thought after seeing how big the moms were and going, "Holy bleep, those hogs are enormous." My next thought was. Wow, look at the size of those hands. <laughs> and so, the pork chops. And, then right. the, and, the, and the big, long bellies and how much bacon we're going to get. Yeah, so. Which is, a, a, you know, a good idea. I, I'm, I'm pleased that we went ahead and we took the plunge. Um, just because, if for no other reason, than uh, there was a letter by the Tyson CEO in the New York Times over the weekend about, you know, there's going to be disruptions to the meat supply because they're having to shut down meat processing plants. Now, hopefully by the time... We have to process our hogs. All of that will be over and done with. You were pointing out the, the fact that we have beef cattle in our front yard. We do. And I suppose if we rustled one, no one would be all the wiser. <laughs> Except we're talking about it on a podcast. Uh, however, I imagine our neighbor would probably be plenty happy to sell uh, us one of his uh, cows because yeah. um, they're having to, I mean, they're literally having to destroy livestock right now because they can't process it because they don't have the 
personnel in place. They killed 2 million chickens on the Demarra Peninsula, so the eastern shore of Virginia, up into Maryland and Delaware. There's a bunch of poultry farms there. Okay. They had to kill 2 million chickens because they didn't have the people to process them. Holy moly. Uh, and, yeah. And yeah, and, and those culling, kinds of... I think of there were 2,000 hogs. A, a farmer I follow on Twitter said there were 2,000 hogs that were culled in uh, North Carolina because they didn't have a buyer. For them. Oh, wow. So, yeah, and this is the thing about restaurants being closed, but school districts being closed. Mm-hmm. Like, how much milk isn't being bought now? Right, exactly. Yeah, so all these supply chains are just really wonky right now. Yeah. Um, and I like the idea. I've seen, you know, some states adopt the idea of restaurants being able to sell food. Um, not just prepared food, but, but you know, you can go and you can buy a pound of bacon or you can go and you can buy hamburger patties and you can buy milk because... It's also doing dinner kits, which is really cool too. Like yeah. all the components of what you would need to make the food, but not the made product. You right. have to cook it yourself. Which but is, it's a whole different... But buying groceries from restaurants yeah, is, you know, able to, you're able to use that, that supply chain that is still uh, mostly functional right now. So anyway, so yeah, so we picked up the hogs and then we uh, drove a little bit further north to uh, sell uh, Shark Boy and Casper, the friendly goat. Yes. Uh, Really, really happy. They found a good home. We know the owners. They've been looking for goats. So they almost bought Casper and Shark Boy last year when they were first born. Uh, But they hemmed and hawed, and then we rented them out to Charlie's in Farmville. And so they were ready to take the plunge. Uh, I still have to check in, but I think that they're doing fine. I haven't gotten any texts about, come take your goats back. I was hoping, <laughs> I was afraid of that because we do know who they are and they know us and they know where we live and they know how to get in touch with us. And all of a sudden I'm like, ooh, maybe this wasn't such a great idea. Maybe it's better to sell the goats on Craigslist. Uh, I did actually have a, a Twitter follower ask me, do you sell your goats? I said, we do sell our babies, but we don't have any to sell yet because they haven't been born yet. Um, Should be soon. Twilight looks about ready to blow. Day. I know. I thought it was going to be like a week and a half ago for Twilight, but she's still hanging on. So <laughs> I got to, before we leave the pigs. So we pick up the pigs. We drive up. We sell the goats. We then drive over to Gordonsville, Virginia. We stopped off at Barbecue Exchange, which may have been a little tasteless under the circumstances, but we got beef brisket and pulled pork, right? Yeah. That was, yeah. yeah. Pulled pork, uh, chopped brisket, a couple of sides, some rolls. Yeah. And, uh, and we had a nice barbecue dinner. But when we got home, so I had spent, because Missy wasn't feeling all that great. Yeah, because I had and chemo it, right. the Friday before. And so it was the, yeah, it was the day after you had chemo. Um, no, it was You it set was up Sunday. the fence the day was, after I had chemo. Sunday, yeah. Sunday, I was yeah. two days after chemo. Right. I set up the fence on Saturday. And it's not a big deal. It's a hundred, you know, square feet of hog netting. It's really easy to put in the ground. It's just that electro net. You thirty just net, plug and, it it's, in. and it's short. It's only like thirty inches tall. Right. And so I decided, okay, we're going to go with a smaller square, and that way I'll just move them around more frequently because we have two hundred square feet of hog netting. But I'm only going to use half of it. And that way we can set up a little temporary pen. It'll be perfect. Right. So I set it up. It's all ready to go. I did see a spot where there was uh, some wire that had been gnawed through, but it was no big deal. I actually plugged it up. It was it was fine. That, that wasn't what the problem that wasn't was. the problem. No, that there wasn't. was a problem, but that wasn't the problem. Yeah. So <laughs> we get the pigs home. We pull up next to the hog fence. We set the dog crate down on the ground. That's where the pigs were were in. Uh, I reach in. All of this, by the way, is on camera. Yeah. Um, but you'll never see most of the footage. Uh, <laughs> I reach in, I, I grab Ping first. Ping first. Ping, and she ping, was sweet and pretty docile and right. So we get some nice pictures. Go and I put Ping in the fence. The fence is on, the fence is charged, everything's good to go. I put her in, I go back, I get Pong. She gives me a little bit more trouble, but I finally get her and I'm taking her 
holding her by her back legs. Literally, as soon as I drop her, like I put her on the ground and then Miss E says, King's already out. As soon as I had let her go. Out the back. And then now we know five seconds later. You can tell everybody what the problem was. You want to say what the problem was? You put the fence up in too high a grass. Well, that was it, but they're also not trained to electronet. And well, so no, they but just ran right they through. ran right through it. But you it haven't blamed have... me for like a week and a half, and now we're doing the podcast, and you're going to blame me. <laughs> that was why the electronet wasn't as sharp as it could have been. Okay, because my fault. it was set up in the tall grass, and that will automatically, especially for hogs, the, la- the bottom wire night needs to be hot. Okay, and did you know this beforehand? I as or did you know this after you talked to our no. Val afterwards? Because you just said nothing to me about that being no, in the, the wrong tall spot. grass. Always is a problem with the electronet. It's a it's a problem now with the goat fence, but the goats aren't as yes, dedicated but, but to getting out. Did you say anything before I the hog got put on? Was the hoping as we went. Did as, you say anything? No, because okay, we, I all, didn't see good. it until I, I got there. My case, your honor. I didn't see it until we got ready to put the hogs in it, and I wasn't going to say, "Well, we well, need to reset this." Well, that would have been a good time to say something. Anyway, we lost two hogs into the woods. It took the five of us. To get them out, thankfully, we managed to keep them from getting too far into the woods, and we still had poultry nets set up that we've been actually using for Chico, because it's a smaller mesh, and he can be a butt, so it really gives him a good zap he tries to get out. Anyway. Um, At the time, he wasn't in there, He though. wasn't in there. It was, it was just still set up. It was still set up, but it wasn't hot. So I got the idea. I was like, okay, this is small mesh. I, I made everybody, I said, herd them into the fencing. Mm-hmm. And they kind of looked at me. I'm like, no, they'll get tangled. Just hurt them right into the fence. And it's exactly what happened. They got stuck. They couldn't get out. We were able to grab them and move them into where Chico is now, which is the only place in our farm that has a permanent fence that the hogs cannot escape right. from. Right, post set in the concrete. And, yeah, and, and the bottom of the, the whole fence line has concrete at the mm-hmm. base because I think they had a guard dog in there and he must have kept getting out. Yeah. So, yeah, so I actually, you know, okay, fine. I'll take the fall for uh, the hogs getting out. But um, I am pleased that we all work together yes. to actually save the hogs because the first thing out of your mouth was, well, there goes $200. Yeah, because I, I just knew they were running straight into the woods. And I was not going to let that happen. So I'm, I may have. I have to say. Thank you for the going for but. kid number three to actually run it. He was with like just slip on shoes and shorts running around in the woods along the tree line to keep them from getting any further into the woods. Right. So, yeah. But yeah. He, he was outside because he wanted to see the pigs come. <laughs> With his girlfriend. His girlfriend was our... outside. He wanted to see them. Then the other, one of the twins was outside. So they were already, thankfully, they were already out. Right. Because they were all curious. Been... <laughs> otherwise, would have just been a lot of screaming and you and I running after hogs. And they would have gone into the woods and we never would have seen them again. Yes. Yeah. So... Ping and Pong are uh, safely in their pen now. And so the next idea that you have is to train them to Electronet. Inside the fence pen. Okay. So we'll set up and some hot wire. And that was from our guru, Val. No, that was my idea. Was it? Are yeah. you sure? I'm pretty sure. It was I my remember idea. you talking to Val that afternoon and then you coming up with all these ideas. So. No, I we've she's, that's how she trained hers. Okay. In a, in a set area, but she trained, she still trained hers outside. I'm training ours inside a fenced area where they cannot escape from. Yes. She had a lot of escaped piglets trying to train hers to Electronet, and that's why I'm not going to follow what she did. Oh, okay. <laughs> which was the Electronet was set up on bare earth, and they still got out mm. because they, when they get zapped, they have a tendency to, to just run, run through and run through right. it. But so it in might this not case. Have been my- 
Might not have just been the tall grass. <laughs> so the plan is, is they're going to set the electronet up in the perimeter in the inside of it so that when they, if they do get zapped, if they try to run, they'll run into a fence and that'll teach them not to go that way when they get zapped. And then hopefully they're also pretty sensitive to electricity. So a couple of times of, take, of them getting zapped, then they'll learn not to go near the fencing at all. Right. And they'll just be like Zelda when she go, when you have to take her for a walk and she notices that she's right near the fence and she starts to freak out because she touched it once with her, ta- her nose. And ever mm-hmm. since then, she's been really wary of it. But that's the deal. You have to be able to hit them in the nose. It's got to be in their snoot because they're skin is really really thick and leathery so if it just hits even their forehead they will go under that that's why it's so important to have that bottom uh, line you know make sure that that's hot hot. Um, yeah because in the goat fence the the bottom wire is not hot right so it's it's the the grass isn't an issue until it's you know up to at least the second wire Mm mm-hmm yeah. So. Speaking of grass, that was one of the other things that uh, we've been doing over the past week and a half is spending a lot more time mowing by hand because our uh, I killed a riding lawnmower. Uh, well, everyone did, but eventually we just killed it to the point where we can't. Uh, I, I've been told it's not worth the money to fix, even though I'm not. I don't really. I, it's costing <laughs> a lot more to get something new than to just fix what we had. And we, we knew what was wrong with it. and We knew how to run it. But anyway, uh, yeah, we just boogered up the frame. Yeah, uh, yeah, bent the frame in a couple places, and there were some things that just weren't running right. So, if anybody needs a uh, Husqvarna for parts, uh, let me know because we got a lot of things that that do run well, uh, with the exception of the uh, the frames. So. And I also have a brand new spare uh, d- uh, drive belt for the mowing deck. Oh, um, nice! So okay. we just put new brand part, brand new parts on it right before we killed yeah, it. So I yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, believe me, I know. The front lift assembly or something like that? Or the, I don't remember what yep, it was. Yep, the yeah. one that I figured I actually figured out how to do. And then, yeah, and then I we drove it for a little bit, and then it just stopped working entirely. So, yep. yeah, so that's yeah. been fun. Um, thankfully, again, Kid 3 has been uh, at home to help and do some mowing. So I've been able to just say, go out and mow the yard today. And he's, <laughs> he's done it. It's been fantastic. Uh, other than that, let's see what else is new. Oh, so we we I do have to thank our friend Trent Marsh. Yeah. For uh, helping us get a Spy Point trail camera. I should uh, say that the tinkling sound there is some chilled tomato wine that uh, Missy. It's been aging brought since over for us to enjoy this evening. October. Last October. I mean, this is the batch that we made so in six October. months. Mm-hmm. Nice. It tastes like wine. Like yeah, wine. it just tastes like white wine. I don't. It's not tomatoes. It's no. not anything. It just tastes like a nice, not sweet at all. It's no. a, it, but it's not terribly dry. I, I'm Chablis Sauvignon Blanc, something light. Yeah, I like it. I, it's, it's not bad. That's the thing. It's yeah, every time I mention tomato wine on Twitter, people are like, "Oh my god, tomato wine! I can never do that." It's not bad. It's listen. It's not someone that's been forty dollars a bottle on. No, but it it's you know the equivalent of a, a barefoot. Vineyards, or you know, uh, oh, yeah. Yellowtail, or something like that. I mean, it's you know, it's a it's a lower end but perfectly drinkable wine. Yeah, and it came from our tomatoes. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And it's a lot easier to make than we were gonna try <laughs> real for like for well, like I an get, hour I, yesterday. We'll, we'll, we'll get back to that, but okay. I I, I want to go back to uh, Trent Marsh saying thank you for oh, the uh, oh. uh, helping us get the Spy Point uh, Trail Cam because we've been trying to figure out what this creature is that's been trying to get into our chicken yard at night. Uh, and of course, for like two weeks, we've been trying to get our old trail camera to work and we couldn't get it to work. And every night I come out 
and I lock up the chicken yard every morning. I go down and this brick and mortar block has been moved. And then we get the trail camera that actually works. And I think it's gone away. I think it's left. Yeah, whatever uh, was whatever was moving that isn't moving it it's anymore. It's not moving anymore. Now, but, we have seen, though. But the very first night, right. we saw a possum at around 1.30 in the morning, mm-hmm. and then a raccoon at 4, and then 5, and in between a cat. And the first thing in the morning, there were a couple of birds. So the trail camera is really cool. The trail camera is awesome. And, and it's I, a lot easier to use. And it's actually just read, you know, it's just, it takes pictures. I mean, it's yeah. just really good pictures. It does, it does time lapse and video too, but we haven't experimented with that yet. We've just been taking pictures. Yeah. But, but um, it dates, time stamps them and it temperature stamps right? them. I know, it's, it's really cool. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, spy point trail cams, uh, they do a great job. <laughs> and hopefully... I don't know. I can't. I can't decide if hopefully this mystery creatures disappeared, or or I want it to come back now that we can actually capture it on film. Don't want a bear to figure out how to get in the chicken yard. Well, I don't want a bear to figure that out either. No. But uh, anyway, so I think we've not yet solved the mystery. No, I don't think so. Because uh, the raccoon, we've seen the raccoons, and now the, 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 the big block is not being moved. Right. Uh, so, so we don't we've know. seen them, but they're not moving it. So I, it's, it can't be the same thing. So anyway, unless that gang of raccoons has moved on with the yeti, um, maybe, maybe, or it's, it's it's an army of raccoons uh, led by the homeless guy who lives in our woods. It's like the raccoons of Nim <laughs> versus the rats of versus Nim. the rats of Nim. Yes, you just actually recommended uh, Kid Five read that, right? Oh yeah, uh, because um, Kid Four had to read it for school, and I was trying to find something that she would pay, you know, that might be interesting to her. So I loved that book as a kid, and I read the book before I watched the movie. Okay, and then I liked the movie too. I think the book was after me as a kid, but I yeah. remember seeing it with the, my oldest kid. So I saw the movie, and then I think yeah, you were you were way out of the age range for that one. Yeah, but uh, but I wasn't. No, nope. Not at all. It's funny we're both Gen uh, we're both Gen X though. But you're the very beginning in your quarter, of and sort I'm kind of kinda like in the middle, middleish. Yeah, yeah. It's like a, a twenty year span is still kind of strange anyway. You're, you're also at the of, end of baby boomer. I was gonna say you're on the edge of yeah. X and boomer. I know. I'm a, I'm the very edge of X and boomer because some places have it starting at sixty five, and some places have it starting at sixty four or ending at sixty five and ending at sixty four, depending upon which one of those you're talking about. I I won't give my well. Yes, I will give my opinion as to Generation X. I think is better, but only because that's that's what I grew up in. If I I'm more Generation X than a Boomer. Yeah, I think so because your parents were boomers. My parents were the Boomers, and it's hard. It's funny. My mom and I are both considered Boomers because she's only 20 years older than I am, 45 and 65. Right. Yeah, it's kind of funny. We're both considered Boomers. But I think it's. I mean, when you when you when you have that, I think it's hard for you to grow up. In your parents' generation, you know what yeah. I mean? Oh, right. yeah. I don't think I did. I mean, I you know, my parents were different, though, because they were they were more like hippie boomers when my dad was in a band. Well, yeah. So I mean, boomers were the hippies. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, it's just when they got old. That oh, they no. I was thinking, old. I was confusing them with the one before that. That's the greatest generation. They yeah. Just, which who the hell, Who comes up with these names, anyway? <laughs> well, Tom Brokaw came up with the greatest generation. I think the pollsters actually call them the silent generation. Uh, and I couldn't tell you why, uh. but uh, but that's my parents. Mm. And I always felt like even though I was squarely in the middle of Generation X in terms of when I was born, that I always had some boomer influences because my parents were so much older. Well, yeah, your parents right? were old when you were born. And so I had <laughs> siblings that kind of pulled me yeah. into boomer stuff. Yeah. Even when I was a kid, I listened to boomer music and, and you know stuff like that along with uh, you know the, the current stuff. So... 
Anyway, I don't know where we got off on uh, on that tangent. We don't have any. I don't think we have any boomers in the woods or anything like that. No, I don't think that I'm aware of boomers hiding <clears throat> in our woods. That would be really weird. But yes, we did. We did um, kind of half heartedly attempt to make uh, black locust wine last night. Well, we didn't have. We we managed to pick enough of the flowers. And when I was reading about the processing. They're, okay, so the little the the flowers are really small. They're like little tiny orchids, about as big as as your, um, like a middle. Not finger even your nail? thumbnail, yeah. If, yeah, maybe nail, your middle maybe, fingernail. Maybe your one of your like your ring finger or your middle mm-hmm. fingernail, and they're like little tiny orchids. And um, apparently, on a black locust tree, the stems and the and the leaves are highly toxic. But that included the little tiny, I think. The little tiny bud around the bottom of every one of those millions of flowers in the bowl to make yeah. two pounds. So we were picking. We would have had to like literally pick blossoms off of two pounds of these little itty bitty tiny flowers. Yeah, and they didn't weigh much. So we're talking about. <laughs> um, I have a nesting bowl, the silver bowl, and the biggest one uh, can hold thirteen point five ounces. But it's it's like a it can also hold like a gallon of water. So I had two of those filled with flower blossoms. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was started and then I was just like, you know what, even though these, these smell delicious and the flowers themselves to me tasted like a cross between celery and fresh sweet peas. Yeah. I got the celery. I didn't necessarily get the sweet pea taste. I got a I bigger bite celery. than I got for you. Cause I was thinking, oh, I need to save some of these for him so he can actually <laughs> taste them. Cause what we didn't, we ended up picking them all. But Picking all not the blossoms, but then bothering. Or what we tried ants too, and we were getting. I was getting ants were all over me. Plus pulling them out of the trees. I probably had ants all over me <laughs> anyway. But so yes, and then just sitting there, I was just like, there. You know what? I'll just I'll make more tomato wine when I have more tomatoes. <laughs> this is this is way too much work that I want to do. And maybe next year, if I start a little earlier and I get the fresh blossoms, I will make get some and freeze them and get some and freeze them and, and do it in smaller batches and trying to do one and a half, In the two olden pounds. days, this is what you would have put your 14 kids to work yes, doing. Yes, they like, would have hey, been carefully, children. here, you all do this, but right? I won't want to end up with toxic wine because my kids are being lazy exactly, and they didn't pull yeah. off all the things that they were supposed to pull off. So, so. the goat's got a treat. That's got a treat. I try. I, I tasted some that were clean, and like I said, they were really yummy, and they smell really good. It's again of like a, a, you know, a flower. It's mm-hmm. real pretty. It's really yummy. But the wind is blowing them all out of the trees today. They're, they've got like a carpet of little flower, white flowers all over the place. Yeah, I think the window for uh, winemaking has passed. Yes. for for the black locust. You're supposed to get the, well. The the window for edible black locust flowers is passed. You're supposed to get them when they're just opened and they're still kind of fresh and crunchy mm. and i've seen recipes for fritters i've seen that you can add them to salads uh, i've seen other things but again the flowers are little in order mm-hmm. to get a decent serving it's rather time consuming you have to pull I, and i'm and i could be wrong if somebody knows and has done this without poisoning your family let me know but i'm pretty sure you actually have to pull the because it said the seed pod and the stem were poisonous, and I'm assuming that the pod, the pod is, is what like was the, the flower yeah, the part. Bottom, yeah. It's that little bulbous thing that we're, uh, mm-hmm. we've kept pulling off, and yes, you have to do that for every bleeping flower, so. Yeah. That's we won't be making that this year. Way too much work for cheap wine. Yeah. Tomato wine is not that difficult, so it's okay. Yeah, it's like you cheap just wine, take some but it's not a lot of effort. Tomatoes and crush them. <laughs> right. That's really, really the most difficult thing you're having to do there, then just, you know, measure stuff. Yeah, I want to so. hand pick, hand pluck 
two pounds of black locust blossoms. That stuff better taste like ambrosia, not Boone's Farm. Exactly, and it's you know it's probably just going to taste like more Boone's Farm. So right, I, I didn't, I I couldn't justify the effort last year. I was already doing a lot yesterday. I had woken up relatively early for me. Um, it was before ten, and then I started to make croissants, which oh, yeah. didn't finish until last night because you don't. You actually don't. Once you've mixed the dough together, you don't have to knead it very much, and you don't have to let it rise. But it's the wait time in between all of the folding for that lamination. It's you know, fold it, put it in the refrigerator for two hours. Mm-hmm. Fold it, fold it, fold it. Put it in the refrigerator for two hours. Fold it, fold it, fold it. Put it in the refrigerator for two hours. Now put it in the freezer for thirty minutes. Oh, fold it again. And you're like. And every single time it was very hard to fold and roll because it's so cold and the kitchen's cold. So it stayed cold. I mean, they were perfect. Yeah, oh yeah, they were were delicious. Absolutely delicious. But what's funny is like I turned out, I was texting with the oldest because she is a baker and makes those every darn day. And bless her heart, I hope she has a sheeter Um, (laughs) because that was a, that was a, uh, no one, or that she, or she's got some guns. Um, But uh, the scraps I just cut up into little balls and I put into muffin cups and I baked along with those we were eating those those are really Mm -hmm. good they'll toss them in sugar and then bake them so i was like "Ooh, next time (laughs) yeah next time for sure uh yeah those were those were delicious and you made 12 of them and then this morning i got a text about 9 30 saying uh hey there's one left (laughs) yeah i don't know what happened i had i had three last night i will admit i just could not stop eating them and i ended up eating three all by myself but yeah, there were four before I went to bed, and when I, and it was eight thirty, and I texted you, I was like, "There's one left, you better." And you were like, "No, you can have it." I'm like, "No, no, 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 I'm good. I've had enough." <laughs> so I went over and I made myself a ham and cheese sandwich on a croissant. And yum! It was delicious. Yum yum. Um, yeah, so we have a few emails we're going to get to uh, here in just a couple of minutes, but uh, before we do that. I have to give a shout out to Charlie's Waterfront Cafe in Farmville, Virginia. They are back open for uh, takeout only at the moment, but they are open once again. We uh, went and we got dinner from them one night uh, in order to uh, say welcome back. I'm just I'm so happy that uh, they're able to get back open because you've you missed them. I have. Well, this is and it's your friends. Exactly, yes. I mean, I feel like I've got a personal stake in this place, you know. But uh, we have started to lose some restaurants. The Ruby Tuesday in Farmville is permanently closed now. So, not that that was a big loss. Yeah, right. Sorry if we just lost the Ruby Tuesday sponsorship. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I think we've eaten there twice in the seven years that we've lived there. And, uh, yeah, wasn't you know, impressed. Eh. So, uh, they've closed down forever. That's a shame. Um, Only because of the real estate. Like, hopefully something else will take over that spot. Keep my fingers crossed for like a Chili's. Well, it's like a food row down there. Yes. And it just keeps getting bigger as his colleges get larger. So, who knows if that's going to be the case uh, yeah, in the future too? True, right? You know, colleges might end up being more commuter, more online, and right, absolutely. So, heck, I've been f- working from home for fourteen years. It is possible. It is. It is. It's Things are uh, doing well with it, but to us, it's like, yeah, what what's going on now here? Oh yeah, okay. I don't know. Well, yeah, yes and no. Like, you get annoyed at not being able to go to the post office and not being able to go to the grocery store. Yeah, I can't go anywhere. And then... That's kind of weird. I'm doing all of that because I don't want you to do it, just like I clean out the chicken coop now because I don't want your lungs getting in there. We can talk about me cleaning out the chicken coop this weekend. Uh, So, 
it is weird because like I had to go to Walmart tonight and you know, yeah, I'd step out of the car and I take off my hat and take off my glasses and I put up the balaclava and I put it over my face and then I tie the mask that you knitted for me. Mm-hmm. And it's really nice, by the way. It's got this nice silk cotton blend, and then the in- the inside of the face mask is also lined with cloth. Yeah, it's um, the, it's it's a double strand of a really soft merino wool and a silk wool that I knitted together at a nice tight gauge. But then it's lined with a hundred percent cotton muslin material, the yeah. real fine stuff. And it's like a two layer, and I left a pocket just in case. But that's now three layers of fabric. I've there. already got three layers. Yes, yeah, so yeah. my glasses get fogged up, and I feel like I'm like, <sighs> yeah. So yeah, so I, I, I. But when you do that, and you're masking up, and then you're walking in, and you got the six feet away, like it is, it is weird. Our lives are still not nearly as weird as you know a lot of people's yeah. lives are, but uh, but it, it is. I think noticeable, um, you know, when you are certainly around there. And it's still even like a Walmart. No toilet paper to be found. Um, No tissues either, I guess. No tissues. No, the meat was a little low. Um, Yeah, it was was just weird. It's, you know, it's kind of like going to shop during a snowstorm. Yeah, and that has hardly ever happened in South Central Virginia. (laughs) Right. In April. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) This late in the game, especially. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, I did clean out the chicken coop this week and my least favorite farm chore, but it desperately needed to get done. We had done the deep litter method over the course of the winter, but it's now spring. And and, uh, and it needed to come out. And it was deep litter. So, yeah. Uh, But the, the trick is do it either when it's raining or when it's overcast and it's humid and it's it won't be so dusty and then the dust will stay down and then you won't be breathing chicken yuck in your lungs. Um, that's why I don't allow my seed to do it. And it's my job. And uh, Did you wear the filter mask that we have? No, I didn't. I mean, it still I, uh, worked better than nothing. I What I did was I wore a bandana okay. and then I stepped out every 30 or 45 seconds when, when I would scoop the poop off of the railing and I would dump it onto the floor and that's when the dust would come up yeah. I would step outside okay took me longer but okay. I felt so, better yeah. I um, yeah and then uh, after I cleaned everything out I put down a layer of diatomaceous earth to keep the uh, the mites and stuff away from them yay and then I did not have any chopped straw so they're uh, using timothy grass which actually smells a little bit better oh yeah and it's also got some natural you know stuff in there and it's also better for their skin and it's going to be drier they'll be happier yeah so how many eggs did we get today do you know i think uh kid five said five okay well, that's like three days in a row we've had five eggs so yeah. that maybe the new normal yeah eight girls be. whatever that's fine Everybody's... i don't think sabrina's still laying any eggs no nope you think I she don't... stopped i think she just never has laid eggs oh. i don't think she i mean she never gave she never laid eggs when she was the only chicken she never laid eggs when she was the oldest and they were little and they should, you know, what they were, we still had a week or two. Mm-hmm. She just never laid an egg. She's just decorative. She's just yard candy. <laughs> Black eyed, evil, soulless chicken who doesn't even lay eggs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess she's still going to hang out, right? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, I guess so. She she'd just be good for stewing meat at this point. She's she's rather old for the chicken, <laughs> for food. So uh, I want to get to some emails before we run out of time here. Uh, we have a number of them. The email address is 40acrefool at gmail.com. We do love hearing from you. Well, you do that to do all the other stuff, or do we do? We can do that at the end. What's that? 
pull of all of our other well, there's follow you here, follow me there. Oh, we'll, we'll do that as we sign off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, this isn't goodbye. This is actually hello time. Yeah, hello. So first of all, I heard from Larry. Uh, I believe Larry out in uh, Nevada. Uh, sorry to hear that uh, Larry's been going through some uh, stages of grief on his own. Uh, and Larry, you are in our thoughts and our prayers, man. I really appreciate you writing in and thinking of us. We are certainly thinking of you. And uh, write back and stay in touch. And uh, and I'm going to be sending you a personal email as well. Um, also heard from our local friends uh, in the area. And I think we're going to uh, actually try to get together at some point and go for a walk. Maybe socially distance. Ah. Right? With our, our friends here. Our, our neighbors almost to our uh, listeners to the podcast. John and Felicia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Felicia. John and Felicity. 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 Um, yeah, they were so sweet. At one point, um, she would leave me ginger beer hanging on the fence at the top of the driveway in a plastic bag. She's so nice. Yeah, she Real really present. is nice. Uh, and John said she's a little twitchy watching the uh, infection numbers for our county. I am too. Um, it, what's weird is there, you know, the numbers themselves are not very high. We're about, as of today, we're about 36 cases reported in our county. But we're still going up. We're going up one or two cases a day, which is not too bad. But when you look at it from a per capita basis, um, we actually have one of the higher rates in the country compared to, I mean, we're, or in the state anyway. Like, we're higher yeah, than we're Fairfax not a very, County. We're not a very populated ca- county. So, right. Yeah. So I, I get the I get the desire to be a little twitchy, uh, John. I'm, I'm, I'm watching each and every day as well. Uh, James out in Colorado checking in as well, saying, uh, just saying hello, letting you know prayers continue for Miss E. Cam and family. Uh, says, uh, Denise and I continue to be awed by her output. In spite of it all, including surviving a day of relentless attacks by the household gods. Oh, the, yeah. Oh. The blood sacrifice is I think, demanded. I think I do. I'm going to have to get a touch-up on on my, my tattoo on my forearm. Are you? Really? Yeah. Because of the scab? Yeah. I think it did affect the line width. Oh. Well, just a little bit. But you already need one touch-up because you've got that one spot in the roots that's not actually filled in. Yeah. So you need to get two lines done. Yeah. And the rest of it is on the inside of where the color was going anyway. So right. that can just be, you know, a colored scab. But yeah, thank you. Yes. The, I, 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 I didn't even get cut yesterday baking hey. or cooking. Or doing, yeah, I, I handle the sharp knife several times. some wood here. Yeah. Uh, Jim says, the yummy recipes, the gardening tips, and all the crafts, it's just amazing. Uh, and Cam, thanks for continuing to put out quality articles and podcasts with that calm, steady voice. The uh, LA Times got that part right. And then he uh, says other nice things about me that I'm not going to read. But uh, thank oh. you for that, Jim. I really appreciate <laughs> it. And I, I ran across Jim's Christmas card, actually, uh, just a couple weeks ago as I was going through some stuff. So, uh, Jim, I don't know if I ever thanked you, but thank you for the patches and the Christmas card, it was greatly appreciated. Um, let's see, uh, uh, Erica checking in as well. Uh, actually, no, that's just an email for you, dear, so I'm not going to read that one. Okay. All about not having the time to learn to knit. Oh, yeah. yeah. And she's also dealing with her husband. This is the one I was just like, ooh, it sounds like everything you're doing is awesome because I am the worst housekeeper on the planet. And the fact that I have a, a compromised immune system and I haven't gotten any infections is miraculous, apparently, because our house is a mess all the time. Oh, there was that part, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And, and here's the thing. I mean, listen, the name of this podcast is 40 Acres and a Fool, not 40 Acres and, a, 40 acres and an Expert. Yeah, so, no. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, I, I will freely admit, you know, we could probably go 
on even more of a lockdown than we are. Yeah. But here's the thing. And I'll be honest with you. I don't want to drive myself crazy thinking about this. Yeah. You know, I freaked Missy out early on talking about, I want you to stay home. I, don't, I want you to be protected. I want you to be you know careful. And we are being careful. But I'm not going to become paranoid. I'm not going to lose my mind over this stuff. Yeah. So, for instance, um, you know, when we bring in our groceries, we put them on the floor. Yeah. They don't go on the kitchen counter. They don't right. go on the island where Ms. E cooks food. They right. go on the floor. And then once we're finished unpacking everything, we wash our hands. <coughs> so, right. you know, we're not having to, I'm not wiping every surface down in the house because I also have um, four teenagers and three dogs here. Right. And we, we also aren't going many places. We aren't. So you know, there's not and every a lot time of us I leave the house, I use hand sanitizer. Yeah. I come home and I wash my hands. Uh, like this evening, I came back from Walmart and I said, hey, I'm going to go wash my beard. Yeah. And I stripped down. I put on a new T-shirt. I put on a new hoodie. Yeah. When I come home hat, from when I come I, home from oncology, I take off all of my outside clothes. Yeah. Because they're touching my T-shirt because they're getting in and out of my port to access my port. And mm-hmm. I'm, my, my butt's in the chair. So, yeah, I get home and I change out of my outside clothes and I wash my hands. Like, it's just a matter of... Uh, wash your hands like we wash our hands when we come in the house we wash our hands and we're touching anything that's coming in from the house and for the most part most of the people in this house in the family cough cough um are leaving their shoes at the door and have different shoes in the house yes um all right so uh, we also had a uh, uh email from john uh, he says, I uh, figured it was about time for my annual check-in. I <laughs> uh, says, uh, I had a request. We moved into our current home. We planted two apricot trees. They're my wife's favorite fruit. Haven't had much luck with them yet. First year they produced, it looked like it was going to be a great harvest. My uh, wife checked the trees on Friday, thinking they'd be perfect by Sunday. We were uh, pulling out of the drive to go to church on Sunday morning. We noticed that the trees were bare. Evidently, deer came in overnight, either Friday or Saturday, and stripped them bare. Oh, man. Yeah. I totally so, see you. When we moved here, we had peach trees, and they keep starting peaches, and they all get some weird rot to them, and they never go anywhere. Well, he says, this year things are looking good, but his wife is asking if you could put up a video on how to make good apricot jam. Ooh. I don't know if we could do that because we don't have any apricots ourselves, uh, John, but we could certainly put up a recipe and maybe even just a little video of Missy talking about it. And um, if you get any ball cookbook b-a-l-l the preserving cookbooks they have wonderful and easy to follow recipes for every fruit jam possible yes that's a very good uh, choice um okay so we're rapidly running out of time here i also want to give a huge shout out and a thank you to pat and doug from the podcast real food real people for having us on the show we had a fantastic time we haven't had a chance to talk about that but uh and holly Pat and Doug and Holly from Real Food, Real Food, Real People. Go check out the podcast. Missy gives out some of our favorite recipes. Uh, and we got a scoot. Don't forget, you Holly can... Holly made the French toast and loved it. Oh, good. Sorry, I had to say that. Okay, you got to say it. the French toast and loved it. All right. So there you go. French toast from with lobster sauce. And I think one more recipe as well. Cidic, uh as well. Yeah. Uh, you can find Missy on Instagram at Corny Goat Farm. You can find me on Twitter at Cam Edwards. You can follow us and subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash cam edwards and get exclusive podcasts the 40 acres after dark podcast which we're getting ready to do right now 
loosening our tongues up with a little bit more tomato wine. But in the meantime, we are also I'm also on Corny Goat Farm on Facebook, and that's where I'm putting a lot of the recipes. If they're not outright posts, go search in the notes section. Go. That way, they're more evergreen, and you can find things easier. All right, go do it. Thank you as always for being a part of our world and our lives, and thank you for letting us be a part of yours. Until we talk again, live a little, learn a lot. And uh, oh, there was another part to that, wasn't there? Have fun. No, that wasn't it. Live a little, learn a lot. Be safe, have fun. There it is. Be safe, <laughs> have I gotta fun. I got to lay out the tomato wine. Be live safe, a- have fun, live a little, learn a lot. And make stuff. At least we'll, I remember my part. And we'll talk to you soon with another episode of 40 Acres and a Fool from Blaze Podcast Network. The cows are listening. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. 